Hello and welcome to The Strong Christian. On today's show, we're going to be talking about denial, losing yourself in Christ to find yourself in a better life of faith. We'll be discussing that and more coming up next on The Strong Christian. A great quality pen. Every business needs their own. The style, the color, the way it writes, all defines the personality of the business. Advanced Advertising has thousands of pens to choose from, and they have a special offer now for our listeners. Advanced Advertising is giving away 100 pens for free. That's right, free with your first purchase as their simple way of saying thank you for trying them out. Go to 100freepens.com. That's 100freepens.com to look at their full selection of pens available for the promotion. That's 100freepens.com to learn more about this exciting limited time offer for first-time pen customers. Be sure to let them know that you heard it here on The Strong Christian. Check it out now from Advanced Advertising at 100freepens.com. Hello and welcome back to The Strong Christian. As I mentioned in the introduction, today we're going to be talking about denial, losing yourself in Christ. Let's jump right into it. Luke 9 verses 23 through 24. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. All right, so let's get into it. What is Christ talking about here? Let's go back to the very basic parts of this scripture. In here, he says you must deny; they must deny themselves. So let's start off with what is self? Obviously, there's a lot of different opinions on what it means to be yourself. But let's just break down the high points. Okay, self is your spirit and body. It's also what you do. So let's say as an example, whenever you go to a party or you meet somebody for the first time, you, you introduce yourself, say your name, you say your name. You might you know, talk about the weather or talk about the event that you're at, some, some odds and ends. But normally the conversation leads back to the question of, so what do you do, right? And the person will say, oh, I'm a baker or, or I'm a truck driver or, or I'm, I'm a whatever they are. And what we do is such a strong part of our life that that we consider that part of ourself. And that's one of our main things that we um, introduce ourselves by is what we do. Also, self is how you act. So um, you might be acting like just a crazy out of control person one day and, and someone will be like, man, what is wrong with him? He's just not acting like himself today. And, and oftentimes, that's when we'll recognize somebody has a problem, an addiction, an issue, because we'll say they're just not acting like themselves today. Or if your child is kind of moping around the house and they just don't seem to have a lot of energy, and they usually do, you question, maybe they're sick because they're not acting like themselves. So that how you act, your personality, the way that you carry on day to day, that's part of yourself. Who you engage with is yourself. People that you hang around with, you know, oftentimes parents will tell you, hey, don't hang around with those kids. They're the bad crowd because they understand that 
who you align yourself with, who you surround yourself with, does have an effect on you and yourself. And then finally, on that same note, it's what we cherish is ourself, right? If if we're a classic card collector and we're, we're someone who loves classic cars or uh, collects stamps, any of those type of different things, um, if we're someone who does a lot of volunteering work at the church, who, who goes to the food pantry and, and feeds the folks there, any of those types of things, where we put our energy, what we cherish most, you know, what we hold most high in our day-to-day life, our family, our friends, that's part of ourself, okay? So that let's, let's take all of that now, okay, and keep that off to the side. And we'll remember that's what it means when, when he says you must deny yourself or, or they must deny themselves. Is he saying deny all of that? No, wait, what? Let's talk about that. Christ wanted his followers to follow him. Now, let's get into, is that literally or is that figuratively? Now, some people are called to ministry. And those folks that are called to ministry, obviously, that's kind of a literal thing in a sense. You truly are following Christ. You're setting down whatever you used to do in life. You might have been a uh, a plumber. You might have been a businessman a businesswoman, and you set that aside to, to actually follow Christ. But there's only a few ministers uh, percentage-wise in our in our um, culture, right? We aren't all ministers, quote-unquote, carry the card, live the job every day. We all have our other jobs, okay? So then what does Christ mean to, to follow him? Is it the involvement in church? Should we be more involved in church? You know, at the time of Christ, he did literally mean, follow me. So, you know, he would go up to the fishermen in the boat or people traveling, tax collectors, and say, stop what you're doing right there. Drop it. Let's go and follow me. Okay. But that's not a realistic thing for everybody in the culture to just drop everything and follow them. Nothing would get done. Right. We, We are still humans. We still have to eat. We still have to clothe ourselves. We still have to get water and electricity to heat our homes, right? So that's not what he's asking, I don't believe. I don't believe. Now, a bold mission, our focus and and kind of what we state on our site is that we want to help people learn how to apply faith to their everyday life. Do more than just attend church, but actually Find that faith in everyday life. Find that way to worship Christ, to walk in the ways of Christ every single day. So let's get into that a little bit more. You know, we talked about what it means to your, what yourself is. And then we, we just talked about what it means to, to follow Christ. So obviously it's, it's uh, not to follow yourself to a wooden cross and actually have yourself physically martyred and nailed to it, but but how to, to follow in his day-to-day works. But now let's talk about a little bit about the denying yourself. What are some things that you bring into your life that are part of you? Um, every single day, there's things out in the world that bombard you, and over time, they become part of you. So let's say, for example, social media is huge now, and a lot of people are sharing a, a lot of information where in the past, you would learn something you would, you would mull it over for a little bit. You'd think about, is that true? Is that not true? Does that make sense? Uh, is is that Christian a way of doing things, thinking? 
And we don't see that as much now. What we see is someone sees a post. They're like, oh, that looks outrageous. That looks scandalous. That looks crazy. I'm going to share this on my feed. And immediately you share it. Um, I just had a, a Facebook, um, I guess, I don't even call it a conversation, but an exchange with, with a person who had posted a story on their feed. And I commented on the story after reading the story. So I opened it up, I read the article, and then I commented back to them what my thoughts were on that. Their response back was one word, what? With a question mark. And I let it drop there because what became blatantly apparent was the person hadn't even read the story. What they had read was the headline, the little the little headline that, that um, focused on one particular thing that was kind of a common person to bash, and we'll get into that in a second here, a common person to bash in our culture, and then just forward it out on their feed, never even read it. So when I was questioning you, is that even true? <clears throat> the response back was, what? They didn't know. So anyway, social media is a huge one. Obviously watching the news, listening to gossip, all of these things that we bring into our life, people's thoughts, opinions, whether they're true or not, we bring that into our lives. <clears throat> You control what you allow into your life and you need to control what you allow into your life because these things do bond to you. They become part of you. They direct your actions. They therefore become part of yourself. I'll give you an example. I was at a social dinner the other night and the topic of the president came up, which was the same person that was in the story in the Facebook feed. And uh, this is not whether you're for or against him. that doesn't matter for the sake of this example. It's not important. But what is important is what was said that evening. Every Everything they um, discussed when his name was brought up at the meeting was an identical mirror of all the talking points that I listen to a lot of political talk, um, watch a lot of that political stuff. That's kind of my thing on the side when I'm not doing this. I really enjoy that. But every single thing that they mentioned was just a straight talking point from the pundits of the day. And, I mean, identical. I mean, almost where you could hear the same words being used. And and it got me thinking, oh my goodness, uh, there was no conversation to be had. There was literally no, like, well, I agree with that, but but I think this was wrong. No, it was, here's the bullet points. This is what I think, and I'm sticking to it. Why? Because that's what was said, and it became a part of them. So it made it apparent to me how much we all live in this bubble, and that bubble feeds on itself with the same arguments and same justifications. So I'm not saying that uh, what they were saying was wrong necessarily, but it was eerily predictable what direction that conversation and the shape that conversation was going to take. And it's also very apparent how that has shaped them and the mood at the table on that topic. So what Christ is asking us to do is to let go of all that and trust in him, right? And and why? Because Christ is the truth. He's the way. And so much of the time in our life, we let common topics and common opinions just bombard us. And for the sake of ease, many times, because there's just so much that you're expected to have a thought or opinion on these days, everybody's supposed to be well-versed and well-knowledged as if we're all running for the president of the United States that we, we just stick to these talking points of, of life and we don't actually think, all right, well, let's step back away from this. What would Christ do in this situation? What would he think? 
So anyway, I want to bring that to your attention too, that those are some of the things you need to let go of when you're following Christ. We're, we're going to get uh, further into that and say, what does it mean to lose your life to Christ here in just a second right after these messages? We'll be right back on The Strong Christian. If you like what you've heard today, check out more at boldmissionmedia.com. That's bold, B-O-L-D, missionmedia.com for other games, books, and podcasts available to you from Bold Mission Media. Okay, and welcome back. So, what does it mean to lose your life to Christ? In Luke, going back to the reading again, it mentions picking up your cross every single day. So let's, I mean, let this isn't a shocker. We understand this, but let's just review. Christ picked up his cross and carried it. Yes, he's asking us to pick up our crosses every day and carry it. But ultimately, where did it go from there, right? He carried it to a hilltop, was crucified on it, and died. Now, is that what Christ wants us to do? Again, does he want martyrs? Does he want people that are that are out there risking their lives um, daily or, or, or putting themselves, to, having themselves martyred daily um, to death? No, no, right? Christ died on the cross so that we could live, right? He died so for our salvation and so that our sins could be forgiven. If that's the case, then why do we need to pick up the cross? Christ already did that. Well, because we do have a job to do every single day. We do have ways that we can put stuff to death every single day. And that is, even though he died for the forgiveness of our sins, we still have to let our sins die every day. We need to let our sins die on the cross every single day. So when Christ is asking us to pick up the cross every day, that is literal, not figuratively, literally picking it up, putting up this this sin cross and and turning over our sins to him and letting them die on this cross every every day. So that, that Facebook post that you were going to... Um, share about whatever read it again right read it is this really important is this going to do anything positive out in the world when i share this on my feed because if you're going to share it on your feed other people are going to read it if they read it even if they only like the other person just read the headline how is that going to affect them how is that going to become a part of them how is that going to affect their mood the discourse the conversation and if it's not going to be a positive, Christ-driven thing, then don't share it. Just because you saw it doesn't mean you have to share it, right? And I know I'm, I'm keep referring back to social media a lot, but that's a big thing these days, right? People are sharing and talking about things before they even thought about it. What does it mean? What's the impact? Is it true? And, mo- and, and even more important, how will someone else in the world be affected? How will their quote-unquote self be affected if I put this out there? They're getting enough of that. They don't need it from you, right? So picking up your cross every day, letting those sins die, the the bad thoughts you have about your boss, the uh, inappropriate thoughts you have about a coworker, uh, the the way that you handle yourself when you come home from from work every day with your with your family, the things that you do with your friends, the choices you make with your life. Uh, drinking or smoking or all of these things every day 
look for these opportunities to say, you know what, I'm going to hang that up on the cross, and I'm going to let that die on the cross today. That part of myself, I'm going to let die, because it's not the part that I want, right? What happened with Christ is he put his whole body up on the cross and died, and returned, was resurrected into a clean, pure spirit. And that's really what that cross is supposed to represent in our life, is every day we put that that burdensome reality of, of our physical cells and our physical nature, we put it up on that cross and we say, take that away, Lord. Help to bring that thing that is pure and, and good in, into my life. And we have to do it every day because we sin every day. We are only human. That's not an excuse. It is a reality, though. So we have to actively work every day to get it just a little better. Not We don't have to be extreme. We don't have to sell our house and our car and, and, and move off into the middle of nowhere and, and just lay in the sand and stare at the sky and pray all day, right? That's not what Christ wants for us. He wants us out in the world living, doing what he created us to do, doing the jobs that he created us for, but he wants us to be doing it in his way, in his word, the way that he would like us to be doing that each and every day. Let that sinful part of us die on the cross. Right, So it means give up those bad habits, let go of the gossip, let go of the, the stresses of work and home and, and how you're going to get by, how you're going to pay those bills. Let that rest with God. Let the worries die on the cross. Set aside the demands of the world, again, the media hype, the bad news. That doesn't mean to ignore it. Right, You need to be aware of things that are going on in the world because they do affect you. They do have an effect on your life. Right. If you're watching the news and they say, hey, there's a crowd of 10,000 angry people heading towards your neighborhood with pitchforks. You don't just go, oh, I'm just going to shut that off and ignore that. And I'm going to sit here and read some Bible passages. No, it means, oh, man, I better lock the door and hide in my closet. This is about to get serious. Right. Okay, but what it does mean is let go and let God. Right. Worry about what you're supposed to worry about, what your focus is. Let God handle the rest. Pray for him to direct your right actions. It also means to look for those that are in need of care, assistance, mentoring. Look for those people that are having trouble hanging up their sins. And that doesn't mean to judge them, but but it, it means to be that friendly voice to help guide them and say, hey, you know what? I think you're going the wrong direction here. Um, I think this might be a better opportunity for you if you were doing this. Those people that are in, in, in need of food, shelter, care, Help them, whether whether it be you're helping them with a donation or you're helping by going to that kitchen, volunteering, you're helping by donating food products. Get involved. Look for those Christ-like ways to deny yourself and give to him, right? If you've, if you've got a bunch of food in your pantry that you're not eating, that's a part of yourself, right? That's in your home. That's part of yourself. Deny yourself of some of that. Take some of that away and you give it away. I don't need this in my life, but in this case, it's a good thing because it could help someone else, right? Share in your good fortune as you walk with Christ. Okay, what Christ is not looking for you to do is just to stand up in church one day and like, I believe in Jesus, I'm reborn, and then that's it, right? He wants you to do what you're supposed to do every single day. So if you're a boss, be a godly boss. If you're a worker, be a godly worker, for, for that's what you're called to do. Pick up that cross and carry it, not as the you that you were, but as the you that you will become when you do it as Christ would do it. And as just a final thought, I want you to think about something that you've probably experienced in your life. 
How often have you seen or heard about someone that has gone through a major life change for the better and they look back on their old life and they say, I feel like I'm a completely different person now. Guess what? They are, right? The, that which made their quote-unquote self before, their, their habits, their, their speech, the way they conducted themselves, the way that they thought, all of these things that went together to make them uh, their self, they lost that, right? They lost that. They gave it up. They denied it. They lost their life themselves so they could begin anew in Christ. And ultimately, that's what Christ is asking us to do every single day. Does that mean that we're all awful people? And oh my gosh, we feel terrible about ourselves and give give our, give up everything that we do? No, but what Christ is saying every single day is I need you to pick up that cross every day. Do not be complacent. Don't think that, that you're, you're, you know what doesn't stink. Realize that every day you've got some work to do. Little changes here and there that can make your life better, but ultimately make the body of Christ better, stronger, and more in line with what Christ is and God is looking for in the world, his truth, his love, his expectations. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you next time here on The Strong Christian.